Welcome, Tiger fans, to the Roll Tigers podcast. My name is Luke Lindquist, bringing you the latest and greatest in HSC athletics. It is a great day to be a Tiger, and we'll be bringing you everything from this past week in Hampton City Sports and everything coming up in this future week. And it starts right now. As we talk about last week on Monday, Golf B team competed in the Shenandoah University Invitational. The gentleman placed fourth out of 16 teams with freshman Owen Sibley leading the Tigers. His first collegiate tournament, he shot one over, over two rounds to tie for fifth. Sophomore Cole Wright took eighth, shooting two over par. And sophomore Jack Hoyle tied for ninth, going three over. And that rounds out the Tiger competitors in the top ten at the Shenandoah University Invitational. Now, there's a good sign here. We see the top Tiger was freshman Owen Sibley. Now, why that's so good is because last time we talked about the B team going and competing, we talked about freshman Jack Barnes, who's able to come on and do an interview with us. And we're seeing that he's now playing on the A team, and there seems to be a good pipeline between freshmen showing up, competing big in these golf B team events, and then going on to move into the A team. Good future there for the Tigers. Now on to soccer. They played back-to-back road games this week. The first one was a match on Wednesday night against Virginia Wesleyan. Tigers had a comeback 2-1 to win. They went scoreless in the first, but then early on in the second, junior Justin Varela scored the tying goal fresh out the gates within four minutes of the start of the second half. Then freshman Mo Wampini scored the go-ahead goal later in the second half to give the Tigers the win. Big news here is sophomore goalie Garrett Hodges in his first collegiate start, only giving up one goal for the Tiger win there. Now, Hodges brings some new flavor to the goalie discussion with Wills Huddleston still out, Connor Kitson not starting this week. In place is, again, the sophomore, Garrett Hodges. Now, in his second collegiate start later last week on Saturday, Tigers played Roanoke. Hodges, again, only letting up one goal, but that was the deciding goal in the match as the Tigers lost on the road against Roanoke one to nothing. Now, there was a bit of a redemption storyline as Roanoke was the team that ended the Tigers' season last year in the ODAC tournament. It was a very even match, a lot of back and forth throughout the whole thing, and Roanoke was just able to capitalize on small mistakes that the Tigers gave up. They outshot the Tigers 13-8, to but the Tigers did show a better shooting percentage on goal. They shot 50% of their shots on goal. But that didn't affect the play as we saw in the corner kick side of things. Roanoke absolutely dominated the corner kick stat line. They had a lot of possession time on the Tigers' side of the pitch, and that's ultimately what led to them getting that one goal and taking the game there. Now, it's important for the Tigers to take some positives out of this. They did split on the road, and that's all you can ask for when it comes to an away game or an away stretch. So Tigers split. They took the first one against Virginia Wesleyan. They lost second one to Roanoke. Not ideal, but they're still being successful and making the most of the opportunities they're given. They are 1-2 and two in conference play. They are currently sitting ninth in the conference standings, but they are looking at an easier, at least on paper, easier second half of conference play coming up. And that's going to start as they play the worst team in the conference thus far, Farum, this upcoming Wednesday. We'll talk more about that later. Rugby now has some big news. Rugby last week was ranked 21st in the nation in the National Collegiate Rugby Conference Coaches Poll 
for small division. Now, rugby played on the road on Friday against Richmond University in a beautiful evening match under the lights. Tigers dominated throughout the match. They came out strong, shutting out the Richmond Spiders in the first half, going quickly to a 26 to nothing lead. And then late in the second half, the Richmond Spiders put up 14 points, but it was not enough as the final score was 26 to 14. Hampton Sydney with their third win in a row. You can put a small asterisk by that as their previous two wins are coming from the combined forfeitures of Longwood and Old Dominion University last month. But when they did play the combined team of Old Dominion and Longwood, they did beat them. But on paper, Tiger Rugby is on a three-game win streak. This past weekend, tennis competed in the Intercollegiate Tennis Association South-Southeast Regional at Mary Washington University. The name you got to know for this is sophomore Casey Kofi. Kofi won the B4 singles tournament draw, and he also won the B2 doubles tournament draw with the help of fellow sophomore Dylan McReynolds. The rest of the tennis team took some early exits in their brackets. Junior Barrett Foster won in the first round, but fell in the round of 36 of the championship singles tournament. Junior Taylor Fox and fellow junior Henry Singleton won in the first round of the B1 doubles tournament, but lost in the quarterfinals. So although there were some lackluster performances in Tiger tennis, there were some standout performances in the case of sophomore Casey Kofi and sophomore Dylan McReynolds winning the singles tournament and winning the doubles tournament. Hampton Sydney football competed this Saturday as they kicked off conference play. The Tigers welcomed Bridgewater onto the hill in an absolute barn burner of a game. Final score 39-38. Bridgewater takes the one-point win. With sophomore QB Carter Cito still out with an injury, senior QB Andrew Puccinelli got his second start of the season. Now the pooch threw for 333 yards, four touchdowns, and still zero interceptions on the season. The best performance that the Pooch has had in any conference play. Puccinelli's top target of the day was senior wide receiver Braden Bowling, who had five receptions for 181 yards, two touchdowns, and a long of 70 yards. Funny thing about this, I was talking to a colleague of mine earlier this weekend about how what happened to Braden Bowling. He had a standout season in 2021. Then he had an off season last year. And I thought, well, maybe he just dropped in production. Maybe we have more weapons with Mason Cunningham, Jamadia Whippy coming into their own. But now all of a sudden here comes Braden Bowling with the best performance we've seen from him in over a year. So congratulations to the senior wide receiver there. Tigers made big offensive plays downfield to fellow receivers like sophomore Mason Cunningham and senior Jamadia Whitby. It was a shot-for-shot game, and it came down to the last minute. Hampton Sydney was leading by a touchdown, 38-31. to And then Bridgewater scored a touchdown to make it a one-point game. The question on everybody's mind, would the Eagles go for the win or go for overtime? The answer was after two timeouts, one from each team, they were going for two. Bridgewater went for two-point conversion and got it to go up by one point, and that was the nail in the coffin for the Tigers as they lost 39-38. to Now, it is a widely contested two-point conversion. There's some photo, some video that the quarterback sneak 
in the hands of Malcolm Anderson did turn into a fumble before he crossed the goal line. Some say his knee was down, but the bottom line is none of that matters anymore. It is a win for Bridgewater and the Tigers' second loss of the season. Now, there is something to be said about how Bridgewater took winning. They were not gentlemen. I will say that first and foremost. As some of their players ran to the end zone where Hampton Sydney students were gathered to watch the conclusion of the game, and the Bridgewater players taunted and antagonized the Hampton Sydney student body. Now, Hampton Sydney students did charge the field. They busted through the rope and stick barriers that we have erected around the field of play, and they did come onto the field as a response to the antagonistic and taunting actions of the Bridgewater players and coaches. So although it was a classless act by Bridgewater, there is something to be said about the response of the Hampton Sydney student body. But coaches and authorities sorted everything out. No one was hurt. No one was injured. That's what we hope to see. We hope that this doesn't happen again. But since it did, we are happy that there was no injuries. No one was hurt. Everybody was able to get safely to their locker rooms or to their cars or to their dorms at the end of the day. All that being said, we do have a treat for you, ladies and gentlemen. Today, we have senior wide receiver Jamadia Whitby with us to have an interview as we go over his path to being a starter, his season last year, the Bridgewater game, and in my opinion, most importantly, his path going forward after graduation this year. After all, he is a student athlete. The student does come first, and he seems to have the same mindset. So without further ado, we'll get right to that interview. All right, so I'm here with Jamadia Whitby, senior wide receiver. We're going to talk about the Bridgewater game. We're going to talk about how he came up to having such a breakout year last year. We're going to talk about his plans for after graduation. Heard there's a couple of NFL scouts who are looking at you. Yeah, yeah. So I talk about that. All right, so first question. The Bridgewater game, only three receptions, 32 yards, but a touchdown. Walk us through that 33-yard go-ahead touchdown in the fourth quarter. Yeah, so, uh, you know, on that play um, – I was coming across faking motion, um, and then after that, uh, I was the, like the outlet guy. Um, you know, Pooch went through his reads, you know, didn't see anything, and gave me uh, the ball. And I just knew that uh, I wasn't going to step out of bounds, and I saw all the green grass in front of me. So the rest is history. I just kept running. Nice. And, and we understand it's not your highest performance, but it wasn't a bad performance either. And part of that came from there were some passes over the middle to you. And some people may have called it a hospital pass. You had safeties coming at you on those. Uh, what was the mindset of getting those? Because you're, you're going right across the field. You know you're going to be defenseless when you get that ball. But what is, the, what is that mindset? What is that approach to those plays? Yeah, that, uh, that first one is the first one is the one that's, you know, always a surprise. Uh, that first one coming across the middle, that safety definitely, um, he read it well, came down and hit me. Um, after the second time he did it, I was like, all right. So that made me a little bit more conscious, uh, you know, when I started coming across the middle. So that third time, you know, I tried to uh, brace for impact a little bit after, but he still manages to get the ball out. All right. There's just hard hits too. But then going down the sideline, you were a deep threat, and they were making a couple of pass interferences on you as you were breaking away on a fade route. Are you usually going to be the deep threat? Do you think of yourself as a deep threat, or is that just how it plays out in game? Um, I definitely think that uh, our whole receiving core are, you know, we're all deep threats. Um, you know, that game with the p pass interference, um, you know, they just really couldn't match up with us one-on-one. -on -one. So in those opportunities, uh, 
they had nothing else to do but you know hold hold us big guy big body you move fast so it's hard to contain that especially with a smaller secondary last year was a big year for you breakout season you had uh, 29 receptions 365 yards and seven touchdowns now you didn't play much your first year in 2021 as a sophomore but then junior year hit and can you tell us a little bit about what that road was like starting as a sophomore trying to get some playing time and then what were the big differences what did you do in the behind the scenes to make last season so big um well first of all just you know leading up to that opportunity um you know i think it's just that just you know the opportunity arising um and me taking control and using that opportunity uh to my advantage you know the best i can and uh you know behind the scenes you know i did a lot of uh work on you know just catching the ball looking it in being sharper on my routes uh learning the game more and like learning our play calls so when i'm on the field you know i, I know what play is being called and what route to run so you know just simple things like that helped me excel um to being able to be in the position i am today nice. and over those past couple of years even this year your starting quarterback changes very quickly we had uh, tanner bernard last year he got injured you had puccinelli come in same thing this year had the start of carter and then Puccinelli comes in to relieve after Cito got injured in, in week two. Is it a different play style for each of those guys, or is the game plan and the offense usually going to run the same on your side of the ball with the change in the quarterback? Um, you know, I will say it's definitely the same, you know, type of play style overall. I mean, obviously with, you know, Carter Cito, you know, he's more he, – he can definitely get uh, – loose on the on the field if he has to so you know he, he have those rpo read option type of plays with him but um you know they can all sling sling the, the rock to us and you know get it out to the wideouts. so uh for the most part um it's still the same all right now going forward you are a senior last year here i take you're not taking a fifth year at least here on the hill what is the plan after graduation? We've heard that you're getting some looks from some NFL teams. Is that a consideration, or are you focusing more on school? Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I, I am fortunate enough to, you know, have some NFL scouts come, I guess, you know, show an interest in me. But um, I'm more focused on school right now and finishing, uh, you know, my last year of eligibility to kind of, you know, prove to myself and others that I still have, you know, uh, to showcase my talent to them. So uh, I hope to go to graduate school for um, sports psychology. Uh, you know, there's a couple schools I'm applying to, but, you know, that all can change, you know, once I enter the portal after this season. But, um, you know, I'm excited to see where that takes me my for my grad year. And then, you know, after playing my last, you know, football season, then seeing where that takes me, you know, for the National Football League. Absolutely. Do you have any schools in mind? What's your application process looking like right now? Right now, three schools I'm looking at that has, you know, sports psychology specific like majors are or like master degrees are um, East Carolina University, Georgia Southern University and Ball State. So those are uh, three that I'm looking at right now. Some exciting schools there, man. Really happy for that. So last thing we got for you, some rapid fire questions. We ask everybody these things. So we're going to try and give it to you as fast as we go. OK, first one. Favorite football team? Philadelphia Eagles. All right. Favorite movie? Uh, Transformer series. Favorite food? Chicken Alfredo. Moans or T.I.? I'm going to have to go with Moans. Favorite professor? Uh, Dr. Vitale. Dogs or cats? 
Definitely a dog person. Last one, dream vacation. Somewhere warm. Uh, I'm going to say Miami, Florida. All right. Thank you so much for coming on with us, Stage Amadia Whippy, everybody. No problem. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Once again, a big thank you to senior wide receiver Jamadia Whippy. Fun man to be around, enjoyable person to talk to. We're just grateful to have the opportunity to have him on. So, again, big thank you to him. Coming up this weekend, Golf A team has already wrapped up day one of the O'Brien Jensen Memorial Tournament today. They are currently sitting 12th out of 18 teams with junior John Hutchinson leading the Tigers, finishing the day two over par, tying for 12th. Tigers B team is also competing at the tournament, and they are close on the heels of the A team as they sit in 13th place, just one behind the Tiger A golf team. Soccer will be hosting Washington and Lee this Wednesday night at 7. The Tiger squad will look to break 500 in conference play against one of the toughest teams in the conference, that is WNL. Parents Weekend is this weekend, and we see a lot of sports happening. Starting this Friday, cross-country will compete at the Golden Acorn Invitational, hosted by Mary Baldwin University. Cross-country looks to build momentum as they near ODAC championships at the end of this month. Rugby also plays this Saturday morning at 11 a.m. here at home against William and Mary. Rugby is looking to continue their three-game win streak with the Cardinal Collegiate Rugby Conference Tournament only a month away. Tiger Soccer will play Ferrum at home Saturday at 7 p.m. in what will hopefully be a welcomed break from the intensity of the first four games of conference play for the Tiger squad, with Ferrum currently being 0-4 in conference play sitting at the bottom of the ODAC standings. And Hampton Sydney football also plays this Saturday against 2-2 two two Ferrum. Tigers look to have a more balanced offense this week compared to the past week's match against Bridgewater. Head coach Marty Favre may lean a bit more on the pass-heavy side of things as Farham's defense allows an average of 50 yards more of pass offense than they do the ground game. Senior All-American safety Will Pickren and the Tigers secondary will look to make a big impact on the pass-heavy offense of Farham. Quick couple of housekeeping notes as we wrap up here. Once again, a big thank you to the senior wide receiver, Jamadia Whitby, for coming on for an interview with us today. If you're hearing this for the first time or you're hearing this for the fifth time, we ask that you please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And also, if you're looking to advertise your business, you are a HSC alumni or someone who just likes what we do here for the Roll Tigers podcast, feel free to reach out. Our email is RollTigersPod, all one word, all lowercase, at gmail.com. Again, that is RollTigersPod at gmail.com. And lastly, if you're tailgating this weekend for the Tigers matchup against Ferrum, please be on the lookout for me as I will be walking around handing out Roll Tigers podcast can koozies. Love to meet with y'all, have a good conversation, and help spread the brand. So if you see me, say hey. If you don't know who I am, that's okay. I'll have a name tag on. Again, that'll be during the tailgating this Saturday before the Tigers take on Farum. And we'll be back here next week with another episode and another interview covering the latest and the greatest in Hampton, Sydney Athletics. And until then, I'm Luke Lindquist, and roll Tigers.